run, 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 run. Hey. What up, Doe? This is Run the Pod. This is your co-host, Austin Smith, joined by my other co-host, Jameson Draper. Jameson, what is good? You are on spring break, so a lot of things are good for you. Lots of things are good, but uh, one thing one thing, one thing, thing I want to touch on is that it, Bankroll Fresh died a year ago today, man. R.I.P. Uh, it's R. Not, not, not to the day. Let's not call it today. It was March 4th. 2016 but yeah r.i.p gunned down ruthlessly outside his studio protege of young jeezy long live bankroll yeah just gotta shout him out well we were talking about him a little bit last time because we were right around that same time this is the first podcast by the way we're recording this on monday oh my god what's the date the sixth and this will be coming out on the seventh so we're kind of caught up here um if you've listened to the first couple the first three they've uh They've all been pre-recorded because we wanted to make sure the site had some content, but now we're sort of coming to you semi-live. Um, so yeah, like we were talking about this last time, and you know, I noticed that like on the day of, like Two Chains and Jeezy, like all on their social media, were were saying you know, long live bankroll and all of that. So um, yeah, good we touched on. You said there was a new video that came out around that. Yeah, yeah, he has a song called "Money Over Bitches" that uh, was on his self-titled album self-titled mixtape uh that he came out with a couple months before he died and there's they've shot visuals for it before he died and i guess they just never they just sat on them until the year anniversary of his death and it's just one of those i made a post about it it's just one of those like classic atlanta trap videos but you see him bumping heads with with uh two chains and young jeezy and so it's kind of sad you know you see that that he was really connecting with the right people right before he died yeah well he was on his way but as long as we you know just keep keep bumping his music and he'll he'll always be around. Um, so we'll just we'll just keep up the positive vibes here. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of start structuring the podcast a little bit with like some some quick hitter timely news at the beginning. Then we'll do something like a feature. Like eventually we'll come up with good names for these, and then we'll do like a feature where we sort of talk about like an album or something like a subject we really want to dive into, and then end on a high note. Give you guys some. Uh, some tracks to check out or some artists to check out kind of like Jameson's been doing with T Grizzly and things like that of late. So, um, we'll start with the quick hitters. The first on just, just an awesome high note, uh, we'll keep with the positive stuff is Kodak black is back in jail. Um, violation of community control. Is that basically violating probation after he got put on probation last summer? I guess so. The Broward County Sheriff's Department didn't really give a lot of information, but uh, he was sentenced to five years of probation this summer stemming from guns and drug trafficking charges. So even though he the, the charges came when he was 18, he uh, <clears throat> he got in a lot of trouble for them and he was on a short leash. And it looks like he violated that again, which this time when you violate probation, when you're on probation for like gun and drug charges – and it's like your third offense, and you're in your like a year and a half into adulthood. You're gonna get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's so. That's a dicey path to go down early, and it's too bad because he was really. It, it kind of seemed like this was gonna be a big, and it still could be. That's the thing is like even when artists, even if he does end up going to jail or whatever, like I'm sure he has a ton of work stored away to drop this year that you know will hopefully kind of keep his star high while if and while he's gone but um it's too bad because i feel like he was about to be on that um nobody's safe tour 
with who's on that Future Migos. It's like this nationwide huge tour. Future the, Migos, Thug, ASAP yeah, Ferg. Huge tour. Yeah. Like all over nationwide, like 50 stops or something like that. And that was going to be all summer. This is going to be the summer of Kodak. And instead, he, I mean, I hope he doesn't go to jail. But like, like you said, violating probation and like one year in is not a great start. He also has sexual assault charges pending against him in South Carolina right now, but I read that his lawyers are very confident he'll beat that, but that's another thing to look out for. He's just got the kids just got in so much trouble for how young he is and it's just really scary because once you're in the system, it's really yeah. hard to get out. We see that from other rappers like Lil Boosie and Gucci Mane like those guys literally had to change their entire lifestyle to stay out of the system. Right. You know? They yeah. had to change everything about them. And Kodak is 19 years old. He's as old as me. And let me tell you, I'm not ready to change like that yet. And I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if he is either. You're but. also not You're also not <laughs> selling drugs and toting guns around either, or as, far, as, as far as I know. Um, yeah, you don't know anything. <laughs> well, guys, look out for Jameson. Um, so, yeah, so that's not great. Kodak's back in jail. But – on another way more positive note, um, noted kind of just like a good guy. He's kind of like hip hop's good guy. Like there are a lot of really talented people and talented artists, tons of the way more guys give back than get noticed for it. But one guy who is getting noticed is Chance the Rapper, who today, just a couple hours ago, announced that he is donating a total of $1 million to um, Chicago public schools. As I think he's donating um, $100,000 to 10 different schools in the Chicago public school district or school. Yeah. School district. Um, and just coming from somebody that has, I didn't grow up in Chicago, but I've lived here for over half a decade, like quite a while. And I used to work in the same building as the Chicago public school, um, like their board or whatever down in the loop. And there were strikes down there all the time for Chicago public schools. It is incredibly underfunded. It is like they, they need the help. The government doesn't do a lot to fund the public school system here in Chicago. And, um, it's awesome to see him take it into his hometown or to take it into his own hands and kind of like fight through the red tape with his, I saw it described as fighting through the red tape with his wallet. And I think that is, it's so cool that, a guy like this who has his star has only been this high for like a year. It's not like he's waited to get to, you know, Diddy status or like these, you know, Dr. Dre where he's a billionaire or whatever. Um, he's hasn't waited to give back. Not that all these guys do. I'm not trying to make some generalization, but, um, you know, it's really cool that he's taking it, that he's doing this and taking initiative. Well, yeah, he called it himself a call to action for Chicago public schools because he's had meetings with the governor. Right, about recently. It. Yeah, there's some initiative like putting like $215 million into the schools or something, I read, and that, that some bill that they're going to pass that mm-hmm. the governor vetoed. Yeah. And and uh, Chance, that was part of the reason Chance did this, I think is what he said. Yeah, he met with him, Bruce Rahner, the governor, last week, and I saw an interview with, with Chance afterwards, and he basically said like, the governor didn't say anything to me and he sort of just talked around all the points and he was disappointed in the meeting. So it's cool to see that this guy, this super famous person, this at this point, one of, if not the biggest celebrities in Chicago at the moment, um, his face is on, you know, his face is all over the city. It's amazing to see him take initiative and, and do this, 
you know, out of the goodness of his own heart is pretty amazing. And I don't think this is the end for him. I read something today just a couple hours ago that like he has more planned. Um, he's done, I mean, he was out during the voting and everything, like trying to help get people get to the polls and he's just a really positive guy. He stands for change. And I just think that's really, really cool. I don't know about you. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Chance is kind of like hip hop. You're right, like one of his, like one of like their heroes, you know, like the people's champ yeah. of hop. And I think he's embracing that role, and he kind of made it for himself. You know, it's not like he did, he randomly found himself in this role where he needed to endorse Chicago public schools. Right. You know, like his whole career has been about, especially saving his his own city, Chicago. So, I feel like this is exactly the path he wants to take, and I'm really happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we mentioned voting in the election and all of that stuff. Um, recently, I mean, one of the more all, a lot of hip hop and just the public in general was super outspoken about this last election. It didn't go the way most people expected or wanted. But uh, YG in particular had his song FDT, which is obviously short for Fuck Donald Trump. Um, and just I think it was was it last week? Uh, it was, it was March 4th. Weekend. It was this weekend, I okay. think. Okay, so this past weekend, he was performing at a festival at San Diego State University. The university brought him in, because he's a big West Coast guy, um, brought him in to do a concert. And in the contract in which he paid, got paid 60K, there was a clause that said he can't play FDT. And what do you know? That's exactly... What he did, so he didn't get paid for his show, but he took the political stand he wanted to take. Yep, that's uh, that's like the other side, you know. It's like Chance is doing this stuff for the schools and trying to help by by raising money, and then here's the other side of the spectrum. We have YG, who's all about fighting the power. He has the same end goal, I would say, as Chance the Rapper, yeah. but but he goes about it a lot differently and and perhaps maybe a bit more fun because it sounds like the. The crowd was going crazy when he was performing that because I guess maybe it was maybe it was known that he wasn't supposed to perform that. But, um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, was- I mean, between either they knew he wasn't supposed to or just like that's it's kind of like a sad statement on the state of the country, really. Like people still hate that guy and for very good reason. Um, and the majority of people feel that way. So for him to come out and do that is pretty wild i i think you're right though between chance and yg i think it's it's social activism one way or the other like these guys are both fighting for change they're both um trying to move things in the direction they want to see things go they're just going they're going about it different ways yg's going about it like very nwa style like you said fight the power um and i think both can be really effective Honestly, I love that Chance is putting his money where his mouth is, but I think in a way YG is doing the same thing by foregoing a bunch yeah, of money. Yeah, foregoing there, you know that $60,000 is basically paying yeah. $60,000 to say fuck Donald Trump in yeah. front of a crowd. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, yeah, some interesting stuff there. I, you know, it's, there's a lot more that went on in hip-hop, I'm sure, this past weekend and this past week, but uh, those are kind of the quick – we'll start – call those the quick hitters for now. So now we wanted to – I want to get to a topic that we have been sitting on since the very first – this was the first topic we talked about doing for this podcast because it was right when they both kind of dropped. Um, or really it was right when the first one dropped. But we want to talk about Future's recent – we're just going to call it Future's album. It's really two albums, but – they dropped within a week of each other and 
like we've mentioned before, he called it the project that he wanted Honest to be. So we'll talk about it like an A side and a B side. So, I mean, I guess the place to start, Jameson, is what did you prefer, Hendrix or Future? I got to go with Hendrix. I think Future was a great album. It was a great album, self-titled album. How can it be bad? You know, he had a lot of a lot of heat on there. But Hendrix was kind of like his effortless crossover into like trap, R&B, pop, soul. Like listening to Use Me, Fresh Air, Incredible. Those songs are like peak future. Like he broke through another plateau with those songs, I feel like, on Hendrix. Okay. Now here, here's what I'll say. I loved them both, but they are, while they are, kind of like I said, that cohesive project. It's also, it's both sides of him. Now, for that reason, I, I, I enjoyed Future more because he's just aggressive. And what I love about Future is when he just talks shit. Like, that's all he did on this entire album. And it was like, it was more of a mixtape feel than an actual album project, which is what I felt like. I felt like Hendrix was... I enjoy, like I said, okay, I enjoyed Future more, but I think Hendrix, in terms of art, was a significantly better album because he, he's been I, known I th- to experiment. Yeah, I think Future is like more of a return to his mixtape run from a couple of years ago, right. and Hendrix is more of a new, not necessarily new, but is what I, what I said about how what he wanted Honest to be, kind of like yeah. that crossover into pop. Yeah, I think he sort of touched on a little bit of everything between these two albums. I think it's really cool the way he delivered it. Like he rolled one. Like you said, he give, gave us new polished stuff from every end of, you know, from both ends of his his spectrum. Um, but I did. I just I mean, Hendrix was so unique. Like I know we talked about Kanye pushing the borders of what music is supposed to sound like and what his genre like how you can define and classify his music. I thought Hendrix did a really good job of pushing the boundaries of of what it even is. Like you say, it's described as, you know, trap R&B, but it's like got hip hop elements. It's got, I mean, it's got everything. Uh, um, I think and, it's just, it's future at his most vulnerable too. And yeah. I think, I think apropos to you, my favorite type of future is not the future that talks shit. I love when future talks shit because I think everybody does. Yeah. But when he starts getting really deep and starts talking about things that like twist your soul, it's just like it's crazy. Like that's why I think Monster is my favorite future mixtape because it was right after his breakup with yeah. Sierra, and it's all just a bunch of like self-deprecating, like self-loathing, and so deep. And that's why like some of the lyrics on uh, on Hendrix are crazy. Paid for my mistakes like a drug deal. When you get high enough, you can dodge the raindrops. Like, like lyrics like that, just like you're like, damn, dude. Like <laughs> this guy's like dying inside, and we're over here doing drugs, listening to his music. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's doing drugs in the studio too. He's like, he's just leaned up the whole album, both of them, really. You can tell. But he, uh, like you said, I think he is. He's going through a lot on that album. Whereas the other side of it is his like his like pimp side like he doesn't give a fuck like he's uh, he's he's like i'm out here making a ton of money you can almost tell just by like the names of the song like the tracks on the albums like mm-hmm. on hendrix it's incredible like you said incredible testify fresh air keep quiet i thank you 
Use me. Right, selfish. And then you go to future and it's Draco, super trapper, good dope, rent money, <laughs> like popping tags. Uh, it's just wild. I'm so groovy. Like, I, I, I loved what he did on both of them. Um, I thought they were great. So now how do you compare them? And like you said, like he's put out a lot of work, especially in the last five years. He's put out as much as anybody. Um, how do you rank these? Now, you don't have to give me like the Kanye order. But where do you put these kind of in like the pantheon of of his work? So I think that prior to these two coming out, my favorite album by a future is or my favorite project by future is Monster, as I said. And I think that mixtape run he has really compares to future the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he didn't I don't want to say he didn't bring anything new because he did. It was still kind of it felt kind of fresh. But I don't think he gave us any other dimension. So I would kind of put that within the pantheon of like monster beast mode. Um 56 nights purple rain yeah that that and they, those are all great some no, good ones no, man yeah no discredit to any of those Those are all great and i think futures are just on par with all of those but hendrix is kind of like i just think i just think this is like this is futures vision is what hendrix was and i think hendrix is it, it might be as good if not better than anything he's ever created and that says a lot because he has a lot he has a deep discography already yeah he does and and i think that he really broke through with hendrix it's just something that like if i want to listen to what hendrix provides only hendrix can provide me that like i can't go somewhere else and listen to that yeah no? that's true well that's what makes him such a good you know such an interesting and like influential artist kind of in that kanye realm is that that album could really shape not no pun intended but it could shape the future of what these artists try to do because no one's done anything like that before so like when kanye really pushed the envelope with some of his later work like a lot of these artists could come through and do the same thing and some of them have done it before already like young thug has done some future type of stuff like he had that whole track future swag that was basically his rendition of future's work um and other guys come through and do the same type of thing but it'll be interesting to see how that pushes it um i think my favorite my favorite and this is just going to seem like it's like picking the the obvious winner it's like going chalk but i thought the ds2 was my favorite like project of this so far not a bad choice at all yeah. that's probably my second favorite well well with hendrix it kind of throws another one into the mix right. there but but Monster and DS2 are the two that were really set above, the, uh, cut above the rest for me. Yeah, and the thing is, like, DS2 came after, like, I, like you and I talked about it before. We both loved Honest. And then there were a couple of good mixtapes in, like you said, that whole mixtape run kind of came, and then DS2 kind of popped around that same time in there. Um, the thing is, is that DS2, it just came at the, it dropped at the perfect time. It, it was, it, summer was coming. He was getting so much hype. He was like arguably one of the biggest rappers in hip hop. Drake was working with him. So it was like he had to drop an album. And a lot of rappers do at this time, like in their hype, they drop something. But a lot of the times it doesn't deliver or the rollout of the album isn't what you think it is. But everything was perfect with it. It dropped at the perfect time and it delivered and it delivered so well. Yeah. So as soon as he was peaking, all of his songs that were on the radio were just incredible. Yeah, and it delivered more than just radio hits, too. I mean, like, it had, you know, you had Where You At was huge. Um, obviously, Commas was incredible. But, like, you had other tracks on the album. Like, I thought I loved Lil One, um, Stick the, Talk. The I middle the run bass. of that the middle run of that album is incredible. Everything from Groupies to Colossal. Yeah. With, and only, like, none of those were really big radio hits in that in that run. Lil One, Groupies, Lil One, Stick Talk, Freak Ho, Rotation, right. Slave Master, Blow a Bag, Colossal. 
That's yeah. just a run of insane songs. Right. And then he did What a Time to Be Alive, which was, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was amazing. But um, I it should. It needed to be done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think like I think it was the natural next step to get into like the, the mainstream a little bit even more. Um, yeah. I thought Evol was a little underrated, but this was a nice bounce back into the public public eye. So I thought he killed it. Now, I guess maybe the crowning question of this whole thing is um, what did you think? What was your favorite? Tra- you have you have to pick. What was your favorite track off of? You can do favorite track off of each album and then overall or however you want to go about it. But I need I need a top one to two. Okay, so my number one on Future is Clear, and it's Mask Off, and I think that yeah. might be everybody's oh. favorite, but that right is just, there. I mean, ah, man, that song's so good. I didn't know somebody saying Molly and Percocet over and over again <laughs> just sounds so good, but it does. It sounds it so does. good. Yeah, it's and, it's so catchy. Yeah, and that, like, flute or whatever is in the background yeah. is just, it, it makes for so many great memes online. Oh, yeah. Um, and my favorite song on Hendrix is a lot tougher to choose. I have so many. Um, but I think it might just be Use Me because the verses are just so deep. Like the first verse he talks about, the whole song is about somebody using him. You know, the first verse is about taking a car to pick up her son from his, her, her baby daddy. And, right. then the next, and then the next verse is all about getting so high that you, don't, you dodge your problems. Like it's just that song, that song hits hard. Yeah. So I think, I think another one in the running might be Hallucinating, but... Uh, Use Me is my favorite, I think, overall from both of them. I think Use Me is one of Future's best songs ever. Okay, I like that. Um, I'm, again, probably going chalk. I love Mask Off, but I do want to say that um, I thought there's two others off of Future that I thought were, that I've been listening to, like, nonstop since it came out, and I thought I'm so, I'm so groovy was, like, bananas to me because he just keeps going with his little, like, mm-hmm, like, between everything for, like, four minutes it's just wild to me i love that i loved his lyrics on that track um and i also thought the beat on draco was insanity so i'll probably go with mask off but those two are bananas i loved those two tracks and then the other one i don't know if it's the meme or what that makes me love it the most but fresh air is incredible like i thought it's just it's so funny to me because like you see people tweet out like there's that picture of like a goat and a microphone in front of it and it's just like a real an actual picture of future singing Mm -hmm. fresh air um i love that i mean i couldn't understand what he was saying about the ocean and and like cooking breakfast and stuff until i listened to it like five times but once i did i thought it was hysterical um i also think um incredible is like lives up to its name like that beat that beat is nuts like that beat could have been anything and pretty much everything else I would have expected it to be before what he did to it. You know That's what I like mean? A, it's like a mid-2000s like Jamaican dance hall. Right. <laughs> That's a good That's a good comparison. I saw somebody, I might have said this on the last pod, but somebody I read called it like a, like a J-Lo, like a mid-2000s like J-Lo, Jenny from the Black era. Like, uh, yeah, the, I, think, I think this song's going to get a lot of radio play. Yeah. I think it's probably oh, going to so get too. a lot of radio play. Yeah, it's a very, it's a, that'll probably be the one off of that album that gets the most mainstream play, I would bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just loaded. Like, you could have gone with any of, like, ten different tracks from any of these. Like, again, I just let Future, I let both of these albums just play still. Like, when I'm going to work or just, like, at work or whatever, or at, I mean, anytime, I just 
click the top, let it run. Um, so I thought he did. I thought he did a great job. Now there were. Um, all right, I got two more quick future things. One is there was some rumored third album. What do you think is the next step for him in terms? Like, do you think he's going to come out with one in the summer? Do you think he's going to hold off and like try to blow the doors off next winter again, or like what? I really don't know because he's been so he's everything has felt so methodical so far and it kind of feels like we're at the end of the road. I know we're not, but like we had those mixtapes and then the next natural step was coming out with an album to capitalize on the mixtapes. He did that DS2 and then the natural next step was uh, working with another artist arguably bigger to make his name bigger. He did that with Drake and what a time to be alive. Continued on that run, releasing an album a few months later. <clears throat> And then kind of was quiet for a while. And then when I guess the streets needed it, he dropped more. So I guess maybe what I should say is maybe he's just going to be quiet, go on this tour, let it ride, let these albums burn slowly. And then I guess wait till the streets want some streets want more. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's worked out so far. But like you said, I think he's a pretty calculated guy. I think uh, he's just going to plot his next step. I'm sure he's got more sitting in just like sitting and waiting. And I think one of the things that is underrated about these two albums is how few features they had on them. Like he didn't do a lot. I mean, he had the weekend on one and Rihanna on one and that was it. Um, so like he could still do like the next album he could do could be his like super triumphant him. And he's just bringing in every superstar because who wouldn't want to work with him right now? You know, like he's, he's featured on everybody else's songs at some point. So like that next album for him, if he wanted to do it could involve everyone. Like he could bring hey. in Drake, he could bring in Ferg, he could bring in Rihanna and weekend again. Like he could do everything. Yeah. He could get whoever he wants on his album. He could do a Kanye esque project where you could right. just look at the credits on the album and it's like everybody yeah. and their mom and hip hop. But I don't know if he wants to do that, honestly. Right. He loves he loves like the whole like no features like when because I, I know when I looked at future and I saw there was no features on there, I was like, Oh shit, this is gonna be hard as hell. Right. Like I, I just knew it. Like because to go on a whole album without help from anybody else other than producers, yeah, is pretty impressive. That's pretty wild. I'm just saying it but it just speaks to like how many options he has. Like if he wants to keep going on his own, he can obviously keep doing it. He just put out two incredible albums that are completely different from each other but somehow work cohesively together in two weeks and they're blowing the doors off of everybody right now. And he could clearly do that again. But if he wanted to, if he wanted like the super, like he's already super mainstream, but if he wanted to get like top two, three, like whatever, like Kanye level, he could absolutely do it. And he could get Kanye to be on his album. He could do, I mean, he could run through the top five easily right now and have them all on a song. And then the rest of the top 15 too, if he really wanted. So, um, it'll be interesting, man. The world is, is his oyster right now. It'll be crazy to see what he does. Um, one guy, I hope he never has on a track. And this <laughs> is something that I have just, I can't, I can't deal with it. Um, is designer. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like this guy is just not that good. Like, he's not a talented – well, I shouldn't say that. Okay. What I'll say about him is he should stick to hooks because his hooks are incredible. Like, tell, tell me you didn't listen to the hook on Timmy Turner and think, oh, it, was fire, and think it was fire. Loved it. But that was also one of the weakest um, ciphers ever on The Freshman. Did you see him do that? 
all he did was just look literally like kind of like hum the Timmy Turner. Yeah, but that melody though. No, it's wild, but like that's not what he's supposed to be doing. Like if that's what you're going to do, that's fine. Like go be the hook guy. That's great. But don't come in and try to like future mumble and like try to bite his style and then scream and that's it. Like I don't know, man. I just can't do it. So like I was listening to his newest song Outlet, which is like the beat is wild. Like it's, it's a great, I actually don't even know who produced it, but it was incredible. And then he just like chokes and spits all over the beat. And I just can't, I just can't deal with it. Um, like Panda was amazing. Like the hook, obviously amazing, but that song is all the hook, which is why people like the song. Timmy Turner, the beat again, the hook is incredible. The beat is like haunting and it's dope, but like, I just can't do the rest of the song. I wish I could just sit out. Like, that's why I don't get into him because I can't deal with the rest of it. Like, I don't know. You were coming to his defense a little bit, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts on him. I'm really just being the devil's advocate, honestly. <laughs> I, think he, I think he took Future's mumble rap and somehow made it incomprehensible. Like, I, I, I like him just because he makes for good internet memes. Like, there are just videos of him. There are just videos of him out there on stage just, like, having a fit. Like, not in a bad way, just, like, freaking out on stage. I don't I don't know really what he does. He's, like, twitching. He's yeah. yelling. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know. But I, I, I think I'm – I think. I'm not sure, but I think I'm happy he's in the rap game. But he definitely lacks a lot of originality, um, and he definitely has a sound that's just like Future. I don't think Future's ever going to work with him. No. But um, – You know what it is? He's got – what it, is it? It's a gimmick. He's a gimmick. He's a gimmick he's a, rapper. He's not actually a good artist. Like he's his his hooks. He know. I tell you, he knows how to write those, and he should stick to that. And if he does, I'll actually enjoy his work because I bet he'll put out some crazy shit with, like 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 Kanye tapped him for that panda bit in his song because it was so, like, so hot. And he just doesn't he's that's going to be the only way that I that I can tolerate him because I just can't do his solo work. I just can't do it. He's just not that good. If Mike Dean produces every song he ever makes, I'll, 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 I'll listen. I'll All listen. right. That's fine. That's excusable. All right. I'm down with that. So maybe we should just look into making that happen. But yeah, I don't know. I just had to get that off my chest. Um, <laughs> that's reasonable. I mean, you if know, there's going to be if there's going to be anybody in hip hop to completely despise designers, one of them, because he's kind of what. If you're a if you're a hip hop purist, he kind of represents everything that's wrong with hip hop right, today. Right. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I I will say though, I would see him. I would probably like if I was at a festival and he was performing on a stage, I might drop in for like ten minutes, just like you said, to see him freak out on stage and do like the machine gun, you know, mouth whatever he calls it, like his little ad lib. I would I would drop in to see that for like a couple minutes, but I think after that, he, his like his spazzing out would just like would freak me out, um, and I just I would have to leave. It's the opposite of seeing Tyler the Creator, who I saw, and he was like up there aggressive and yelling and being nuts, but he was actually like rapping and putting on a show, and then between songs, he would sort of chill out and just talk to the crowd and be like, "Wow." I can't believe so many people are here. I feel like designer would just like keep doing the machine gun noise and that would be that. <laughs> Tyler, the creator definitely has calculated his shows. His shows are, he puts on a good performance. I don't think designer, 
uh, does that. I think designer does exactly. Designer, what you see is what you get. Right, for better or worse, <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, um, all right, so now we're with, you know we went through our future stuff. So we're we're gonna end on this on our end note. We got two things here. Um, we're gonna kind of use this time to to turn people on to new artists or like old songs or new songs that we've been listening to a lot that we thought were really dope. So um, I'm gonna let you take this away man you 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 gave me some good intel we've been talking about t grizzly here a decent amount you said that he's been uh he's been tweeting like crazy recently he's been tweeting a lot instagramming a lot he says he's coming out with a mixtape this month he's been previewing songs on like twitter he's been like driving down the road with his songs on in the background and every one of the snippets have had me going crazy so i'm expecting a big mixtape from t grizzly this month hopefully some big features because i've seen him on instagram making the rounds in the studio but uh, he's going on tour with 21 Savage this summer, so hopefully he can drop this mixtape, capitalize on it, and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, 21 uh, just put out that new song with Mike Will, uh, Gucci. Mm-hmm. What, Gucci on my, that's going to be just an absolute hit. That's going to that like, that be is. windows down in the summer, like, bumping that. So that's a good, I mean, right now, 21's a pretty good guy to hit your wagon to at this point. Just don't. Just, I just wouldn't want to upset him because he scares the shit out of me. But uh, <laughs> it's still another one of my favorite interviews of all time is when they ask him about his tattoo, um, and he's like, "Have you seen that?" No, I actually. Oh have. my god, you haven't seen that? I, oh, I, I know. So I, I, I know. I know the meme. Yeah, but I have. I haven't oh, actually seen it. You have to see it. So if anybody hasn't seen it and you're listening to this, that's crazy. You should definitely check it out. We'll tweet I it guess out I, tomorrow. But he, I guess I'm just not a hip hop fan, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You don't know. Come on, man. Step your game up. Um, but he's take the sports. <laughs> he's uh, he's literally getting interviewed by somebody, and he has this tattoo between his eyes, like right in his forehead. And they ask him, and it looks like a cross. And that's what I thought it was too. And they're like. Oh, so why, you know, what does the cross stand for? Like, why did you, uh, what's the symbolism behind the cross? And he just looks right back at this guy and he says, it's a knife. Like he's going to attack him. Like he says it so aggressively and it's, it's honestly, it's hysterical. Um, but he's so serious about it. So as long as T Grizzly doesn't piss him off, I think he'll survive the tour and he'll be fine. Um, so the other one thing we wanted to plug real quick before we go is Jameson's been putting out some sweets. Um, are you doing SoundCloud or are you doing Spotify? Um, I'm, I'm across the board, really. It depends on the artists with these playlists because some of the artists have, like, no content on Spotify. Right. Okay. So, or some of them have no content on either. So I'll go – I've posted two playlists so far uh on the site one of them is a bankroll fresh playlist i posted in memoriam of him and that one's on soundcloud because he released a lot of mixtapes that never really made their way to spotify and my other playlist is a playlist that i dedicated on new orleans all-star weekend to the hot boys because i love the hot boys and their music is really tough to find it's not on soundcloud or spotify so that's a youtube playlist but if yeah but if you listen to that and you like it i have all the files on that and like of everything so you can i can just dropbox them to anybody that wants them i can upload them uh because they're like impossible to find but <laughs> I, just, I just didn't feel like posting a file download link into into the piece so i thought youtube was easier but if you like that playlist let me know i can get you those songs yeah definitely keep that in mind uh, jameson's gonna keep putting out some really good stuff um on riding the pines so make sure to check that out um, I will say I will be checking out the Hot Boys playlist because Shine, which is 
arguably the best song ever made. One of my absolute all time favorites is um, not on Spotify and it kills me whenever I want to listen to it. So I will be going checking that out. Uh, you guys should too. Um, you know, follow Jameson and I on Twitter. Jameson's at Jameson Draper. Are you Jameson Draper or Jam Draper? Jam Draper. At Jam Draper. And I am at AC Smith 06. Uh, we are going to sign off. But for Jameson, this is Austin. And we will catch you all next week. Peace. Run, 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 run. Hey.